Hey, Christmas time's over, folks. Episode number 27 is here. The last episode of 2015, so we're going to make it our special 2015 wrap-up. Ain't that right, Kev? Uh, that is right. Christmas has come and gone. Uh, finally, you know, it's, it's it's over. We have, uh, what is it, four days, three days away from the end of the year at uh, this point in time? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Sneaking right up. Did you make any uh, New Year's resolutions? Uh, my New Year's resolution is to stop all the pollutant. No, I'm just kidding. I've made none. <laughs> I've made absolutely zero. <laughs> Uh, I'm just not really... You know what my thing is? If you're going to make the resolution for New Year's, just make it any time. Mm. I don't find myself sticking more specifically because it's New Year's. Well, that's not wrong. Uh, my New Year's resolution was to get more guests so we don't have no guests on next year's 2016 wrap-up episode. That's fair enough. Unfortunately, I would have played it differently, but that's fair enough. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> we got Justin Parkinson, so he's here, right? He'll be back after the break. He will. That's a shame. Episode 27, folks. Thanks for sticking with us. time with just our listeners and not be interrupted by a guest or anything like that just don't tell them we were busy for christmas we couldn't get anybody in <laughs> it's well <laughs> we couldn't get aaron higgins to show up so you know what i mean that's my new year's resolution actually find aaron higgins that's true where is she that is to you that I that's a great know. new year's resolution we're gonna have to go we're gonna start lurking around like libraries and comets games and uh, her parents house i guess i don't really know where she is uh, but Justin's here to hang out with us again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before we get into the show, I want to hit a couple things that happened to us over Christmas. Uh, first off, how was your Christmas, buddy? Um, it was good. It was it was crazy because like you get two days off from Christmas, and it was sort of in the middle of the week. I had to go right back to work the day before, and I worked the day before Christmas Eve. So it just felt really fast. Everything went through, and like I was just like tired and kind of quiet, but I had a really nice Christmas. Got to see all the family members. Uh, Santa was very kind to me. Everything like that. Got to spend some really good time with friends. I know we had a pretty big get-together here at the house Christmas night with everybody just kind of hanging out and spontaneously, and that was nice. Um, well, it's funny because we tried to schedule a party the night before, and it didn't happen. Christmas Eve night, like late at night, no one was really trying to come over at like 11, 12. Because um, that was the initial plan. I wanted to do like a post-Christmas, like Christmas Eve late thing. Right, and right, right. that fell down the drain. Well, it's tough because Christmas morning is an early morning. Oh, yeah. Like, no matter what you do, oh, yeah. especially like once everybody's getting to the age, like, they've got kids in their family, or even if you don't, you know, you're, you got to be moving by, like, 9 o'clock, so you're not trying to stay out, like, just, you know, drinking until 2 in the morning on Christmas Eve. Well, full disclosure, I waste a lot of time with you guys on Mondays. Yes, so, you do. So, uh, that day, be- you know, I couldn't give you a second day. But no, I, I, was, <laughs> I, was, in, uh, I was in Syracuse. My mom does a, a Christmas Eve party. Nice. Every year, which has become like a an obligation to go to, I guess. So mm-hmm. that's why I was unable to attend. But well, I thought it was an excellent Christmas uh, for me specifically. It was really nice to spend time with my family from Chicago, who's still mm-hmm. in town. Yeah, uh, nice to see my nieces and nephews, who, as I mentioned, are now getting a little bit old. They're sort of in on the joke now. Yeah, so and so. But but we did get a couple important Christmas presents. We did us yeah, yeah us at the show specifically. We got a few good Christmas presents. Don't worry guys, they weren't mailbag questions. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> don't worry about any of that. Um, so 
Let's start with the first gift, a very special gift from our good friend of the show, Justin Parkinson. Justin, why don't you share with the audience the gift that you are currently finishing up for us? Lumps of coal. No, uh... Coal! <laughs> coal! Coal! <laughs> no, Joke's uh, on you when I grind that down and turn into diamonds. Over... <laughs> <laughs> Millions of years. Because yeah, diamonds. <laughs> diamonds are forever. Yeah. I don't know if you knew oh, that. God. Well, so will this gift. It's going to be uh, a Uticast.com fully functioning website um, where you guys will have all all your episodes up online for people to listen to. Um, it'll be a lot easier to find find your stuff via iTunes and, and SoundCloud, mm-hmm. kind of give you a, a central station. Mm. Um, and there'll be some features on there. And I think will be beneficial for you guys as a show to continue to evolve, but keep the, the integrity of the the show that you're currently doing kind of where you want it to be. So I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be pretty nice. You make a great point. Lots of integrity out here. Yeah. We had that moment where um, I bought the Uticast.com website about three months ago under the, I had some weird paranoid delusion that someone would buy it and use it against us. Right? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know who I thought cared enough that they were going to just buy it and steal it from us, but I bought it on a whim. So now I'm actually glad you built it so I don't have to feel like I wasted it because Lord knows I wasn't going to build a website unless this was Angel Fire from back in the day. <laughs> oh, no, knock Angel Fire. That's not, how I got started. Just like <laughs> spiraling pigs and sparkly <laughs> graphics in the background. Very strange. This website will have that. Um, I hope so. Well, I'm excited. It, and you did show us uh, some of the work you've been so doing. Specs, yeah. It, it, look, it yeah. looks really good. You did a good, especially, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, obviously you're... You're really probably top of the food chain in town for like modern, stylish websites and stuff like that at this point. Really, though, think about it. Like, you know, all joking aside, in our less humble moments, you know, comparatively, there's nothing, you know, wrong about it. You do great work. And I was really impressed with all the stuff you did without any direction. You know what I mean? Like, it was your vision. Like, it was a surprise to us. We didn't talk about it anything like that and so it came out you know it looks good i can't wait to see the end of it and have uticast.com be a thing why don't you admit sam that uh this the secret in surprise was a bit spoiled to you and then inevitably to kevin which i was disappointed by very disappointed well you came over to me and this was your exact quote i need to ask you some questions about a present that i got you and kevin so um i have to tell you about the christmas present i got you and i said are you sure he said well uh yeah so it wasn't like I found out. I didn't walk upstairs and yeah, you were working sure. on a website. And you were like, you came to me. You were like, I need information for this website that may or may not be a present for you two. I said, okay. Um, but I really appreciate it. I did look at the site. It's going to be exciting. So for all the listeners out there, instead of having to go to SoundCloud or follow us only on Twitter, uh, within the next few weeks, we're going to have Uticast.com up. So you can just go right to Uticast.com. Everything mm-hmm. you need, boom, right there. That'll be real great. Uh, so thank you. No Good problem. Christmas present, buddy. Thanks. No Appreciate problem. It. What did I get you an Everton sign and a beer? It's hanging. <laughs> it's, it's hanging in the window. It's so every time you pull in, I hope you see it. So. <laughs> I did see it. Uh, and the other gift we got was from last week's uh, special guest, Mark Simon, who was here, uh-huh. and his uh, wonderful fiance, uh, Jill Ducato, mm-hmm. great friends of the show. Uh, for you longtime listeners, you may notice it sounds a little nicer this week. Than it normally does. We hope we haven't we, mixed it yet. Listen to it, it back yet. in headphones, but it should be sounding nicer. This that's this because week. Mark and Jill, great great friends of the show and of us personally, bought us a brand new uh, blue ice snowball microphone for podcast recording. We are currently using it. It's very pretty. I like the fact that uh, number one, the the thing on the side of the box says "sound as cool as you look." Yes, that's incredible branding. But uh, this is a. It's I think this is like some sort of. It's like a multi-directional, it might be a 360 multi-direct mic that picks up and 
every direction it just sits here looking like a little space ball. It looks like something from Star Wars. It looks like a snowball. It does look like a droid of some Nightfall. sort. Yeah. Um, or whatever it is. So <laughs> If it becomes self-aware, you guys are in trouble. <laughs> so for all you people who have been out there asking us about whether or not we're going to get a microphone, Ryan Miller. <laughs> yes. We have a microphone now, so hopefully things will start sounding a little bit more professional. Against my better judgment, mind you, because I was very committed to having it sound like hot garbage for the remainder of the run, yeah. no matter how long that run is. You know, that makes sense to me, considering that, like, you know, half the time with bands you really like, you only like them when their albums sound like garbage. Yes, it's true. And then once they get, like, a real producer and, like, a real studio budget, it's not the same for Yeah, you. Black Keys. Perfect yeah, example. That's fair. Black Keys is a good yeah. example. There's lots of those bands, you yeah. know what I mean? For, like, such a Minuteman guy, I can understand why you want it to sound bad. Well, that makes sense to me. It's like pavement. Like when I, I'm a huge pavement guy. When people listen to pavement, they're like, "Sounds kind of weird." Like, Where's the rest of the guitars? I'm like, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry, <laughs> Don't worry about it." Well, uh, before you even go, you left out an ultimate gift as well. I think that we received housewide. Oh, Nerf. Uh, oh, what, like six shooters or something yeah. like that. Yo, I was. Those I don't things even, are dangerous. I don't even know. Okay, so I don't even know what happened because I came home on Christmas and like I'd been drinking Jameson with my cousins and I was just like, "I'm here." Somebody handed me a Nerf gun. I don't. Are those? Who are those even from? Where They're did those from come Cliff? from? I thought yeah, they no. were. Like, I thought. Okay, so I thought they were from Cliff. I was pretty sure. But so I'm sitting here and somebody just handed me a Nerf gun, and now every member of the house, yeah, and like everybody who's at the yeah. house pretty regularly, all has Nerf guns yeah. with bullets. And I mean, it's been a war zone yeah. since yes. Christmas on, in this house. On Saturday, uh, like, some other like some the leftover friend, not in a bad way. You know what I mean? Like we're, where we all caught up post Christmas was Saturday yeah. when. Yeah. more people than yeah. we saw in the normal days. Um, and they brought their two-year-old son, who happened to have two of his Nerf guns of his own. Uh-huh. And then when Mark showed up, he bought two additional ones at the store, plus the extra bullets, plus the eight existing at the house that we all had gotten the night before. Saturday night got really yeah. intense and with the Nerf wars. And inconveniently had sitting down here. So we're talking oh. like 12, 13 Nerf guns amongst... <laughs> 15 people and things got out of control honestly even if we fast. even if we never touch them again after saturday night where we're yeah. divided into like delta team and alpha team and like cutting through the apartment and running upstairs and downstairs and like Using strategizing yeah, and collecting yeah. bullets and like everybody all the guys all the girls everybody's playing even if we never use them after that night they were worth the money for that oh. one night running around oh. i'll say this uh number one I had a great moment where you and I definitely boondock saints one of those people in the kitchen. We came in from the two doors, yes. just like guns out. Yes. It was very I think, impressive. I think that, yeah, that might have been, yeah, we came strolling out. I kept doing that to poor Jilly Dukes because, like, she would be on the ground gathering up bullets. Like, she's very small anyway. She's, like, on the ground, like, on her knees, and I'd just sneak up behind her and put the gun right up to, like, the Nerf gun right up to the back of her and just foam dart her <laughs> in the head. Like, it's some sort of mafia head. That was her, that was her fault for teaming with... The opposition, though. I That's mean, true. I think That's we true. collectively... I mean, as soon as these guns were coming out, I was like, all right, I'm making alliances. I'm going to cut deals. I'll do whatever <laughs> because, th- listen, we need safety goggles first and foremost. Yes. But the one thing you don't need is six people shooting at your eyes, let alone, you know, one or whatever. So I, I think it worked out where Joe was just on the wrong end. Nerf so, guns, great present for adults. Yeah, yeah. So, take, so take this as our recommendation. Next time you have to go to a party where you have to get presents for a bunch of people who you're friends with, Nerf guns. Not the worst idea we ever had. Uh, one eye injury, that's it, over the course of two days. One, one direct shot to the eye is really not that bad. That was a good shot, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the show, I just want to mention one thing. Uh, next week, we will be on as scheduled. The week after that will be my 30th birthday on January 10th. Uh, we are going to New York. Uticast is going to New York City for four days. 10th, 11th, like 12, 13. I know, uh, Uticast goes to New York. I, I got to tell you, go ahead, say your piece, then I'll say mine. Um, so... 
During that week, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do for a show. We're either going to record something in New York, and I'll bring all the stuff with us and just release it from there, or we'll do something beforehand uh, and release it on Sunday night or something. I'll figure something out, but there will be... Uh, so January 10th and 11th, that Tuesday, we may have a strange show or something a little bit uh, off-kilter, so it should be interesting. So look forward to that. Um, I'm ready to get into the show unless you guys have anything else you want to say. Uh, yeah, full disclosure, I think we're going to get into the show, and we so we did them a little bit off today, so it's strange for me because... We didn't really write a show. It's the wrap-up show. We're doing different segments at different times. So I knew we were on the show in this segment, but I have a feeling in the next segment I don't know that we're on the show. I think that might be happening. No, yeah, that's right. We recorded it initially uh, not knowing we would use it, but well, it came to out te- pretty good. to test the snowball, and it turned into a good thing, and you told a good story, so we decided to keep it. Yeah. But So uh, it's an interesting show this week, and it'll be an interesting show two weeks from now. Uh, just bear with us. We're 2016, gonna... the year of taking chances. Yeah. It's going to be a good year, guys. end of the year, Justin. I don't know what you have to say for your whole year or how you want to defend yourself for the year you've had. I'm ready for 2015 just to go away. Yeah. I think could I perish think, forever. I think that we should spend the 2015 wrap-up show just go running, running back through Justin's trials and tribulations throughout the year. It's supposed to be a shorter episode. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's uh, summer of yeah. debauchery and Bridge burning. All I can say really about changing from 2015 to 2016 is I'm really starting that moment for where the next three months, every date I write on everything, whether it's checks or papers, will be wrong. I'm going to have to scratch it out and put in 2016. By the time I figure out it's 2016, it'll be time to change over. This happens every year. I forget what day it even is within the year, so it's just... it's uh. I usually take out like three withdrawal slips when I'm at the bank because I just write the wrong date down. I just forget. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, it's just a regular date, not even the year. <laughs> if you write the wrong date in a check, are you supposed to like? You're supposed to like circle it and like put your initials on it. It's, well, it's I spe- crossed it out. Spe- start fresh. Speaking of um, it being the end of 2015, 2016, and you talk about writing the date on checks, I never have that problem because I don't write checks <laughs> because it's 2015. Yeah. Well, checks you are like a dated. No, I've literally I've never dated. had a checkbook. In my I, I don't life. even own a checkbook. Never, never had a, check, had a checkbook no. in my life. You never. know how hard it was to go to the bank never. and get uh, checks drawn as like um, first source gave me temporary checks. Berkshire, my personal bank, gave me four of them for five dollars. So I'd buy five, <laughs> uh, four temporary checks for five bucks just to be able to write it out to the landlord for rent because I don't have a checkbook. All right. Well, we've talked enough about your finance the situation. Cash in a fucking envelope. Um, Twenty millions of dollars in that bank, and I need some checks. <laughs> Let's talk for a second about uh, the year that's been. And we, I, w- I want to talk about this story with you for two weeks, and just for lo and behold, we forgot both yeah. weeks in a row. It's not really topical anymore. But this is actually one of my personal favorite stories of 2015, and I wanted to share it with the listeners. So, in 2015, 
uh, well, you know what happened. Uh, <laughs> I, I happened to be out a couple weeks ago with Justin Parkinson. It was before Christmas, in the middle of our uh, extended summer that we had, our tropical Christmas here yes. in Utica, which is now a fantasy and long gone, but that's neither here nor there. You and I were dropping off some of your Made in Utica homebrewed boxes to good friend of the show, Ryan Miller, at the Thinkubator. Yes. In downtown. During which we were also waiting for our good friend of the our good friend of real life, yeah. Cliff Montagne. Yeah. Cliff Montoni, his Montag- name I will yeah. in 2016 I will get your name right, Cliff. It's my I'm resolution. Sorry, buddy. It's my resolution. Go back to episode one. I couldn't get it right. Um, we were waiting for Cliff to get out of work at Utica Bread and we were gonna give him a ride. So Utica Bread is closed, and you and me are standing out front of Utica Bread. Um, side note. Utica Bread is next door to a famous Utica establishment, a little place called Peepers. You guys familiar with Peepers? It sounds uh, exactly like what it is. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> Anyhow, Peepers is a gentleman's bar, and <laughs> they got a little bit of flack when they put a Christmas tree above their awning yeah, to with, celebrate the With season. lights. With li- a lighted Christmas tree, because we all know... There's not even lights on that building. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, so we were staying... And that building is next to Utica Bread. So as we stood in front of Utica Bread, just, you know, shooting the shit about Everton and Christmas and whatever, uh, this nice family comes walking down the street out of Utica Coffee Roasters, and they're walking down... Uh, walking up the street, yep. uh, and they're walking toward Ocean Blue. And they stopped us... As we were out front, they said, hey, are you guys involved with Utica Bread? Is this, are you guys involved with these people? Do you know anything about them? I said, well, we don't, we don't work for them. Yes, but of course. We're made men. We're, <laughs> we're friends with Cliff. We know the guy who's in there right now. We can answer any questions you want to know about it. Uh, and basically, the guy was just asking us all about Utica Bread and whether it's worth coming back in the morning. And we said, yeah, it's great. And we found out that this family was from Scranton, Pennsylvania, and they were there for business. And unsolicited for 10 minutes... They stopped and talked to us about how great the city was, about how much nicer it was than they expected, about how all these wonderful shops and restaurants they've run across, and how they've heard such good things about it. And then went on to tell us about how Scranton is sort of living in the basement of yeah. the uh, of the downside of the yeah. algorithm, basically. Yeah. They feel like it's on the way back up, but it's not there yet, and they were getting a lot of positive feelings walking around the city. And I thought to myself, wow, that's, that's a really, really nice story. That these strangers we met on the street, out of nowhere, on Bag Square, stopped us for 10 minutes to talk about how great the city had been, and they asked us advice about what restaurants they should go to. They didn't even have enough time to go to the things we recommended. No. Because they were doing, like, the the train, so they were going to hit up, uh, we mentioned the zoo, the children's museum, because they had two kids with them. We mentioned food, places to go for breakfast in the morning. Mm -hmm. They couldn't even, they would have never been able to get all of it done, so if anything, maybe they come back, yeah. yeah. So I ended up being, uh, like, Parkinson, give him one of your Made in Utica cards, which you didn't have, yeah. but you've not had for years. Go get cards. 2016, cards. It boggles my mind how almost <laughs> in spite of you, we've managed to grow this Made in Utica into something. Yeah. Like, you're, it's, it's, like, um, it's like back in the, it's like back when, you know, bands would do, like, we're doing no media, no videos, no tours, no nothing, and it still works. <laughs> it's, it's insane to me. Just I mean, we've, we've been out of cards for... 17 months. <laughs> like, and the cards didn't even have anything besides the website and the hashtag on them. It's not yeah. even like it's a phone number card. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, I gave him my one Made in Utica card that I kept in my wallet in case I had to show it to women so they knew I was involved. <laughs> <laughs> so they knew I was a made guy. They knew I was a made guy. <laughs> Sidebar, I love the term made guy. For the people like the mafia term made guy for all the Made in Utica, everybody in the it squad fits the here. history. That's because in 2015, we watched Sopranos all the way through. Quite a bit. And it's hanging on. Quite a bit. So anyhow, we gave him the card. 
And they shook hands and we walked away and we said, wow, what a nice moment that was. And it wasn't until they walked away that we turned around and realized that we did this whole thing <laughs> underneath the Peeper's Christmas tree awning the whole time. <laughs> like, wow, he told us what a great city this was as we stood next to the one topless bottomless totally here's, nude bar in here's the, city. the thing where do you think the mistletoe is in that building oh, <laughs> oh lord guy gets back in the car he's like wow honey they have it all even fully nude dancers <laughs> oh man, oh, man. it yeah. just makes me laugh I don't know if Scranton's got topless dancers it, make, it makes me laugh because of the old uh, you, like, when you watch episodes of The Office like there was always the rivalry between Scranton and Utica yeah. didn't even and I like I like this story specifically just because it's Scranton and Utica yeah. and we didn't even the mention office The Office and... we left and I was like oh my god we didn't even have an office conversation we didn't mention The Office I, th- I purposely didn't mention The Office yeah. though and I'll tell you why probably outside of the generational gap no, no not necessarily. They were. Yeah, they, were the they might have been in for sure. You think so? Uh, that's fair enough. I didn't listen to the first half of the story. I was scrolling through Instagram yeah. here. <laughs> I just, I don't even know. Uh, personal side note: um, my job, uh, our shipping, our shipping base at my job is in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So I have to give out the Scranton, Pennsylvania address like seventeen thousand times a day. So I do not care about Scranton, Pennsylvania, <laughs> or Dunder Mifflin anymore, or the office. I don't even mention it. Like, someone today, actually, for the first time, I've been there for three months, they were like, oh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, like The Office. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Dunder Mifflin, I gotta go. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, great. Um, so, Kevin, I didn't mean to co-opt six minutes of podcast telling a long-winded story, but I felt like it was a good story. I am confused, because we got this new microphone as a Christmas present from my lovely friends Mark and Jill, and I thought we were doing a test run, but it appears as though we're on the show right now. <laughs> well... We started. Are we, can somebody tell me? Are we or are we not taping the show right now? I would say we're taping the show right are now. Are we taping the show? Notesless. Yeah. No, we haven't. We haven't written the show. No, we we're haven't written the show. This shooting is... from the hip. Well, that's the way that this uh, 2015 wrap-up show is going to be. It's been a crazy year. I got to be honest. Between my family being home for Christmas and my entire family is home, I haven't had a moment really to relax. This this four days off I had for Christmas. I don't know, pal. You've looked pretty relaxed to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just. We didn't really have much of a show to talk about this week. Like we have some New Year stuff to talk about. Well, you, you know what it is? We went crazy talking about Christmas. So like even to rehash, like how was your Christmas? It was lovely. It was nice. It was fine. It was whatever. Very tropical. <laughs> Highly tropical. Climate change is a hoax. LOL. But like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Other like, other, there's nothing to really say. I, I guess you're right. And you know, it's it's a shame for me because this has been a very I would say tumultuous, maybe an overstated word for my 2015. But this has been one of the more uh, a lot of stuff happened. Dynamic in years. It's definitely. It's yeah. been a very transformative year. A lot of. I know that. I know that for actually all three of us here. I know that there's been a lot of things that have happened this year. A lot of things have gotten. Um, just a lot of things have been different. Yeah. A lot of things have happened. A lot of things have changed. A lot of new chapters have started. A lot of old chapters have ended. Wallets have been lost. Wallets have been lost. Yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Let me just let me just go back for a second. I want to I want to start this with where I thought I was going to be at the beginning of 2015, okay? Right. My birthday's in January every year, January 10th, for anyone who cares to send me any gifts. Uh, so <laughs> Wait, what day was that again? January 10th. The 10th of January. 10th of January. In case you didn't hear the first time. The 10th January. of January. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, in January of 2015, I had just... I basically, I was under the impression that I was going to get married. She didn't know it at the time, but I had, (laughs) I, I was in the middle of a serious relationship, very serious relationship. I was desperately in love. I didn't like my job in New York, but I was making good money waiting tables at Carmine's and I had this girl I was in love with and I was living with my buddies 
and I had no interest in really in leaving. I was happy. I was hoping to move in with my girlfriend at the time, maybe have that move on to something else. Um, certainly did not expect to come back to Utica. There had been talk about coming back to Utica sort of casually here and there because I was done with college. But uh, at the start of the year, I never expected to be back here. And then, as I've mentioned a couple times, I don't know if I've gone into the full story, um, in May, uh, basically our landlords were doing a legal... Slumlord. Uh, slumlord. Yeah. Yeah. Slumlord. Yeah, yeah slumlord. slumlord. I think um, the conversation started before May because you guys ended up like... Everything went down in May, but I remember you talking to me in like March or April being like, I think this thing might go down. I don't know what's going to happen. That's true. Well, we had an inkling. We had always known that our landlords were doing things on the sly. Right. Um, you know, people can take this out as he was a Hasidic Jewish guy. He was in the Hasidic Jewish community. We lived in a Hasidic Jewish community. Generally, if you live in a Hasidic Jewish community and you have a Hasidic Jewish landlord, they're going to other Hasidic Jewish establishments for plumbing or electricity or uh, maintenance. They have their own guys. They have their own hospitals. They have whatever. They have their own society. Um, At the time, we had a water pipe burst in the basement, and the acidic Jew plumbers came in to clean out the basement. And when the city showed up to see why the, the, the pipes had burst, they said, stop what you're doing. Stop everything you've ever done. For the last 15 years, all of this is incredibly illegal. You can't do any of this. Uh... So in May, when we thought we were going to have maybe six or seven months to determine if we were going to move someplace else, we thought we'd have time, we were given the option to take a large sum of money as a buyout and leave. So in the middle of May, I got 12 days notice and, I don't know, like four grand-ish, something in that area, and it was handed to me and said, all right, here you go. Best of luck. Best of luck. Yeah. Get out. So I had two options. I could either stay in New York and struggle and try and find a cheap apartment or move in with somebody from the restaurant because, mm-hmm. you know, the guys I was living with were moving out with their girlfriends and I wasn't trying to be that guy. Or I could take the money and give it a run back here because I didn't have any other option, really. You were, you had broken up with your girl at this time by then, right? I had, I'd broken up with her. Um, you know, she listens to this show, but. It's fair to say it was her decision, not mine. I was, <laughs> yeah, when, I, when I say you had broken, the relationship was ended. The relationship yeah, was no was, longer going on. It was over. Um, right. And I really, and that actually went a long way to it. I don't, I don't resent. No, because I, I remember talking to you about that when, and you were kind of like, "What? You know, I thought that I was going to be going in this one direction, but now, you know, there's only so much going on." And you're like, "You know, I've got this restaurant thing, and I'm making enough money to live, but I'm sick of." killing myself to survive out here at a job that I hate. I don't know what's next. And here's this escape hatch money, basically. Yeah. Well, it, and the money was turned into my car, which as we've, for long time <laughs> listeners of the show, will realize maybe not the best choice I ever made. Um, but now I've been back for six months now, right? Six, seven months now we're getting to. I don't know what the uh, math is yeah. on that now. Yeah, I would say. Uh, and honestly... I do feel like it was the right decision. And not just because of the show, which I love to do and we continue to love to do, even though we don't have a guest this week. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think think this has been a big year for me as an adult to realize that I didn't have to have this this albatross around my neck, this New York City thing to make me happy. I could still be me and I could still be myself and still find enjoyment in my life. I didn't need the city to be the catalyst for my happiness. 
So if that's the one lesson I learned in 2015, uh, that's what I'm going to take away with it. I didn't need something larger to be the catalyst for my own enjoyment or my own life. I can take care of that myself on a personal level. So there you go. That's fair. I think it ties back into seeing that couple on the street when we were standing outside. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's easier to be happier in Utica, I would think, now than in times past. Well, yeah, and I think I think we had talked, we, we might have gone over this on the show at some point. I might have said it just not too long ago. It might have even been last week now that I think about it because it feels like a familiar conversation. But, Sam, I remember being on the phone with you a lot when you were getting ready to come home and you were just kind of, you know, just kind of like venting it all out and like figuring out what you were going to do and what was going on. I remember you asked me, and I, we had this conversation because you've had a similar conversation with friends of yours that have moved back since you've been home. Mm. And you were kind of like, I don't know, man, what's it like out there? And I was like, actually, things are really good here right now. It's true. Like, there's a lot going on. It's and true. I think that probably helps make your transition. Like, if you had to move back to the Utica that we lived in in 2007, I don't think you would be as happy as mm. you are now. I don't think there would be as much, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. But it, you know, it bears to say, like, I've seen a lot of people having to move home because a lot of people in our age group are getting to that time, especially people who move to New York or move to, you know, Miami or some, you know, big yeah. metropolis like this are getting to the point where they have to make a decision now. They're like, okay, well, I'm coming up on 30 or I'm already, you know, I'm in my early 30s or whatever. Am I going to make a go of it and live my life in like a New York City or somewhere like that? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, am I going to, like, try to get married in the city? Am I going to try to raise kids in the city? Am I going to try to build a career in the city? And so I'm see- you're seeing a lot of people coming back home because they're, they're getting to that gut check time and they're deciding that, you know, they don't want to grow old living in, you know, Brooklyn or Miami or Chicago or wherever. There is this idealistic view. And even living in New York for as long as I did, there were parts of New York where I was like, man... If you could make it work for you, if you could, if you had the money to live in this kind of place and raise a family here, it must be amazing. Yeah. But the amount of people who can really pull that off and make that work for them more than just for a temporary basis, that's, especially in that city where it's so, mm-hmm. where the rent just keeps going up and up and there is no middle ground, <clears throat> pardon me, there is no middle ground anymore. I don't know how you could raise a family like that anymore. I just I you gotta be a, a character in a movie, a romantic comedy or something, basically, yeah, pretty much, to be able right? to enjoy. Yeah. All I'm some the character cool in a romantic stuff, comedy. Yeah. I'm like 27. I'm the editor of like this obscure <laughs> magazine. magazine yeah, yeah. Make all, all the... sorts of money and have an apartment that probably costs seven million dollars. <laughs> it's no big deal because yeah. it's a movie. Yeah. I have a, I won't name him, but he's a close friend of mine, who just moved into a new apartment with him and his girlfriend. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. When I was living in New York City, I lived with three guys in a four-bedroom apartment. It was $1,900 a month. Wow. A four-bedroom apartment that is smaller than probably half and, the size of the and studio. To, yeah. to be fair, you know, I've, I've visited that apartment a couple of times. Four bedrooms is very generous. Very like, generous. There was at least one of those rooms was like basically... Yeah, loft space. Like, yeah, pretty much like a just an open room that you put like a sheet to make a door in. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, I remember your room was pretty small. And... Um, you know, and we, it, you know, compared to what we pay here between two people, I'm not going to go into our rent numbers. It's low. It's <laughs> certainly not $1,900 a month. It's no, not it's, even half it's, of that. It's dirt um, cheap down here. Uh, but one of my buddies who lived in that apartment just moved into a new, nicer apartment with just him and his girlfriend, not that far away. Paying three thousand dollars a month. Uh, what does three thousand dollars a month get you in Utica? Uh, anything you want. Anything. Two you apartments. Want. Two, loft, two loft <laughs> apartments two, in Ocean two, Blue. Literally, literally two loft apartments in Ocean Blue. That's crazy. Yeah. 
crazy. Yeah, two loft apartments at Ocean Blue or down at uh, Bag Square above yeah. the cafe there in yeah. the original loft buildings. Maybe or about your age. Two apartments, yeah, anything you want. It gets you, I mean. Yeah, two spaces. For, it's it's for like a down payment in your first mortgage on like a nice, like a decent house. 2016 is going to be the year of real estate. I'm feeling. I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy some land this year. Maybe. Maybe you should. That's what we should do. We should just. We'll all buy a bunch of land this year. We'll take all the money we got, buy land. So, so you is are you officially announcing in 2016 that you're going to be throwing your hat into the ring of local real estate titans? Yes. Yeah. This might be the year. You know, like like John Brown and Century 21, Coldwell Banker, Steve Anderson, all these different people. I'm going straight to Steve Anderson for all my business. That seems like a bad idea. Uh, Let's uh, let's take a break and we'll move on to something a little more topical for our 2015 wrap up. Some bets and lists. So this is the show. Yeah, we are show. doing the show right now. Yeah, no, this was a good intro. This was, was a solid. test. I hope this microphone works now. I think it does work. You guys are going to like this microphone. I really think you will. We're we'll back get in the sh- magic bag. I know, right? to having that interview breaking up that we're just back back for more uh it's actually the same for me because the interview is always done before and then we just do the That's show true. like this so we skip over the interview and we do the last segment so this is all very much the same it's all the same for you i mean there was no interview this week but then again i'm not the interview guy so well that's my own fault nah, i can't win them all um well let's uh let's take a look back at the year that was this is the wrap-up show uh, we haven't really talked about anything that's happened in 2015 yet. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Parkinson, you wanted to start, because you're a troublemaker, with the scandals of 2015. Yes. Um, so let's start. We, you had three names that really stick out to me as scandals. You know what's crazy about this when you said this stuff to me, too? You realize, like, there's so we're bombarded with so much information in today's day and age. Like, you're saying stuff. I'm like, oh, I forgot. I forgot about yeah. that. I yeah. forgot about that. Forgot about that. Yeah. Crazy. All right, let me throw this one out here. Uh, who do you think had a worse 2015? Brian Williams, Jared Fogle of Subway fame, or legendary comedian Bill Cosby? Wow. All three of which piece you've of seen cake. Their That's rep- a piece of cake. It's not even close. One of them is in jail. The other two are not. Done deal. Fogle had the worst year. Because Fogle's in jail. And he deserved it. He yeah. should go to jail. Make no mistake about it, both him and Cosby are scumbags. But Cosby's like, 
350 years old. He's going to die soon. They didn't take his money. They didn't take his freedom. You know what I mean? Like To an extent. He but yeah, got, he, like yeah, he, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, he gets sure. a bad rap. He's not going to be getting those fat royalty checks off episodes of The Cosby Show anymore. But, like, he's set. They're not doing yeah. anything to him. You know what I mean? Like, you don't everybody... think his day of reckoning is coming still, though? No. Absolutely not. His day is reckoned. Too late. It's coming on, I think, unfortunately. Fogel's having the worst 2015 currently, because what you were just saying, eventually he's just going to be a guy in jail for the next 12 to 20 years or whatever, and we're just going to forget until something happens to him in jail. But Cosby's going to go for years. Fogel had to pay pay out all this money. Fogel had to pay something like $12, $15 million. Subway paid it, basically. But either way... But, like, you look at a guy like Cosby, even though I'm sure he's had to pay off plenty of women yeah. over the years, but Cosby's got a hell of a lot more money than Jared from Subway ever had. The argument, you know what I mean? The argument I'll make for Cosby having the worst year is that Cosby, up until this happened, was universally accepted as a beloved comedian across multiple generations. And also a now, television father. He's a yeah, TV dad. Yeah, famous People television at, father, yeah, right? That's even worse. He, he's than the, basically not only the Jello guy. The what the kids? What would the kids say? Type? What show was that? When he had like literally kids on his show? And, like, <laughs> like you know what? what actually, I'll, I think like, I'll ask you a question. I suppose this will settle who had the worst year. Uh, is Cosby in jail? That's a good point. Cosby is not in jail. Fogel's in jail for like over a decade. Yeah. I think something crazy. You know, something crazy like that. That's yeah. that's wrong. Like that. I mean, yeah. that, like that's not wrong. He should have been to jail. I don't mean to say it like that, but I'm saying like that's like bad like but that's people, you're in jail but i forgot about jared Fogel. so cosby can't leave well because you know because you don't care about jared from subway but you grew up with the cosby show because, but at the end of the day oh so what cosby can't go mad. out in public he stays in his giant mansion yeah. with his wife who defends him from being a scumbag for rapist reason, for <laughs> because she likes the money <laughs> she does like money. let's not split uh, hairs here did you see i i posted it on the unicast my sister got me an autographed Bill Cosby book for Christmas. That I, you know what? I'm. I bet I could guess which of the two sisters that was because only one of them's got the the sense of humor to do that. It's, uh, it's, it's a buyer. You know, I tell you, I, tell, I was gonna say, I tell it's you what, I bet she got it a hell of a price yeah. at this point. <laughs> it's uh, it's just a copy of one of his old books that uh, says on the inside, Sam. Never take no for an answer, Bill Cosby. <laughs> it's like that's the best gift I've ever gotten. Um, no, and the only re- the only argument I make is that look, Fogel has only been around for about what, like famous for what, ten years, ten years, years, fifteen years, probably. He's in jail now. He got his punishment. He's going to be in jail for another ten years. Um, then he's going to be forgotten about. He'll be like a funny footnote, like, oh yeah, that guy from Subway who got arrested for being a scumbag. Hilarious, right? hilarious, hilarious footnote. Um, Cosby, I know what you mean. Cosby had a legacy. He had but, movies and films and an entire career that's almost down the drain now. You can't even Cos- talk about But Cosby's Cosby. going to die soon. What the hell does he care? He means his legacy, man. What? For him. I'm saying that's his torment, is that his legacy is ruined. He spent 35, yeah. 40 years building a legacy as this person, as this famous actor, and then you, you watch it all go down the drain in less than a year because something you've been hiding for 20 yeah. years comes back to get you. See, the- that seems like... It's his fault, yeah. but that's a horrendous year. The worst thing to happen to Jared Fogle seems like it happened this year. Like, there's no, the gig is up, so, like, his right. 2015 is going to wrap up being, man, that was a really shitty year. In the next 10 years are going to be a reflection of that. Cosby's is going to keep giving until long after Do you think so? Do you really think that yeah. people keep talking about Bill Cosby? I don't think anybody cares. I think Bill Cosby, you know, even before, like, Bill Cosby hasn't really been culturally relevant since... You know, the mid-90s, I think, at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has a legacy for those of us in the generation who grew up with him. But I bet if you ask the average 20-year-old, you know, this summer when all that stuff was coming out, 
who's Bill Cosby, they would have a very vague recollection to tell you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that's a fair point. But I think now the recollection that people will have of him going yeah. forward is he's that comedian who date raped all those women with sex drugs. Right, like that's gonna be the yeah, yeah probably. This is not this is narrative now. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, a local scandal, uh, better local scandal: the New Hartford cow, or breastfeeding gate at North Star Orchard. The, the New Hartford cow is the hero that we need. <laughs> no, he's not the <laughs> hero we the want. The hero that we deserve. I I wanted. I listen. I support that cow. Run to freedom. They never should have caught him. I don't. Consequences be damned. Yeah. Let that cow run free. I think the bigger scandal with the New Hartford cow is what happened after. We never got an update. Is he still living? Yeah, we I did. They like, put him out to a farm. It, I want to see, yeah. like, uh, really? Is he yeah, where's raising? the backup story yeah. on this? Where's the, where's the follow-up? Parkinson, I know that you don't eat beef, <laughs> so you might not know this, but I do have some bad news for you about what happened to that cow. <laughs> I just want to hear it. If that, <laughs> I want to see it for myself. I'll tell you what, if that cow... Is alive and is on a farm right now. That cow won twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah, the winner. Yeah. If the cow made it in the news and is now just lamping in a farm somewhere, good for you. Well, I don't even. I don't know if you know. You say breastfeeding gate. For anybody who doesn't know, it was that. You know, you call it scandal of the year. I think it benefits from being fresh because it happened like ten mm. days ago. I think that was just a slow Wednesday on Facebook. It might have been. I don't think anybody really like. That's not really a thing. I think there was probably some hourly employee who just like overstepped and like it's whatever, yeah. and it just seems fresh in the mind. You know what I mean? It's that's a whole that situation. I think the, nobody's gonna remember that. Like when yeah. it comes time, I tell you what though, if I own Fly Creek Cider Mill, I am very happy that that happened in my <laughs> off season and not my on season. Mm. North Star or Fly, Fly Creek, Creek, Fly Creek, Fly, yeah, Creek. Yeah, yeah, Fly Creek. I get them all mixed up. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's say goodbye to a trend. That uh, made its way into our our lives this year yeah. and vanished just as quickly. A male fashion trend made our way into Mark Simon's life. It did. <laughs> it did. Uh, it made its way into many young hip men's lives and just as quickly uh, was gone. So a fond farewell in 2015 to the man bun. Yeah. The hairstyle we knew so little about. And then we hardly we, knew ye. We hardly knew ye. <laughs> and what we did know is that if you have a man bun and you pull it back and you leave your hair like that, you will go bald faster, which is why they got rid of it, which I know one does it anymore. It's science. Science. Uh, science. That's, man, I, like, I, some things just feel, like, so forced. I feel like the evil, like, BuzzFeed Death Star just makes things a thing mm-hmm. and then, like, put their own backlash out against it. Like, the man bun... I was t- I, there's a kid that I work with. He works in shipping at the company that I work for. And he's got longer hair. And, you know, when he's working, running around doing shipping stuff, he wears it up in a bun on the back of his head. And one of the older ladies who thinks she's young and hip at my work was sort of teasing about one. She's like, oh, you got a man bun. And he was like, yeah, I guess my hair's just long and I don't want it in my eyes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think for the most part, like anybody who has long hair, for the same reason girls put their hair in buns, just because it's on a guy, like what, whatever. Yeah. It's a it's well, your hair. I think you can clearly point out the laboring long-haired male versus the hipster with the bun. I this think there's two clear separations of that. Oh, this kid's definitely a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, there's well, you know, I tried to try to defend that poor kid. It doesn't make any sense to me because I don't know what I would have to do to my hair to set it up to have a man bun. I have to shave grow it. No, all grow the it. sides down, right? Nope. No. You don't have to. You could if you're going for like a real like extreme that that's where you catch the difference between your hipsters and your dudes with long hair who just want out of their eyes. Like if the sides are shaved up tight and an undercut and just the top is in a little samurai knot or whatever, 
you're trying. Yeah. You, you're if you're just out. like a dude who's got long hair and it's all pulled up sloppy because it's in your eyes when you're trying to do your job, that's a different story. I, I don't know. I guess, I guess there's the, there a barometer, uh, a, a way of judging that is uh, there should be two clearly different styles. I think uh, you can probably pick it out when you see yeah. it, right? I mean, you should just know. I gotta be. I gotta be honest. I think cast what, your judgment accordingly. After what it comes. That. What it comes down to for me is that I just. Oh boy, do I just not care? Yeah. It's like tough. whatever. They have whatever hairstyle yeah. you want. I well, don't care. It's something I've said for years. Men's hairstyles really don't change that often, right? Every now and then you get a new men's haircut, which at that's, the moment everyone has. That's like actually we all kind of have. Well, it's you know it goes there, but like by that same token, you know, you talk about they don't really change because I, men do tend to have less stylistic options for haircuts. Like the haircut that I wear today is pretty popular today. A lot yeah. of people have it today. But if you put this haircut on my head in the 1950s, I wouldn't look out of place. No. If you put it on my head in the 70s, you know, they wouldn't have liked me because I wasn't like, you know, a hippie or whatever, but it's still would have been pretty well in place if you put this haircut on me in 1910. Still would have fit in. I think the the there's because men don't tend to grow their hair out too long. I think the options of what you can do for hairstyles tend to be very limited, especially once you get past an age where like you know, if you're 30 years old and you're still like spiking up your hair, unless you've got a real specific look going on or a real specific thing, like it's probably once you get to a certain point, you're expected to sort of wear it more like an adult. Whereas I feel like girls start with like nice hair earlier in life and like you know keep aging into it gracefully and they still you know have like wear different styles and stuff with guys like once you get to a certain age a lot of the styles that like maybe you wear like the floppy like shaggy yeah. cut that you have when you're 22 in college yeah. is no longer really like acceptable you so could take the hair that you have right now and drop you into 2014's brad pitt film fury and you would look Jesus. right in, right on point. Uh, we will, yeah. So yeah, what, we did. I, I used to work with a guy when I came in. When I got this haircut and I stopped wearing it shorter, I came in and he's like, oh, what's up, Fury? And I was like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, so I think what you're saying, though, is that uh, so your hair trend style like a woman's, when you're breastfeeding in public places, you stop caring what your hair looks like. Is that is that the, the barometer? So like as, as you age and become a mom... You don't care as much. Is that where you're going with that? I feel I I would. You know what? It's you're you're treading out into real dangerous territory. I feel like talking like that, but realistically, I think you probably. You know, I couldn't speak because I'm not a mom. But I can't <laughs> say. No, really, I like I can't say yeah. for sure. But I feel like you get to a certain point. You're like, you know what? I'm married. I'm trying to wrangle all these kids. I don't even know what sleep is anymore. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, no yeah. time to myself. I can't care for long, flowing, wavy hair that goes down past my shoulders. Like. I don't want to put in that kind of work because, yeah. like, realistically, I used to wear my hair a little bit longer than it is now, and even then, that was a lot more work than it is at this point. You know what I mean? I think it gets to a certain point where you're like, you know, who do I have to impress so much with this specific, like, long flowing hairstyle yeah. where it's just like more utilitarian? And I feel like I've seen it's become trendier too for in you know 2015 and years coming up to it. I think it's trendier. I see a lot more girls with like really short haircuts now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like that. Like, yeah, that's a big thing for you. The balder the better for Sam. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I want to say a quick farewell and a quick hello to 2015. Farewell to Bruce Jenner and hello to Caitlyn Jenner. 2015, the year of Caitlyn Jenner. That was Jenner. a big story. That was a huge story. You could argue that Caitlyn Jenner was the biggest story of 2015. I'd have a hard time, uh, making it, well... Probably not biggest story over, probably one of the most, like, over-hyped and talked about stories, because, I mean... You've got things like, you know, the Paris attacks and, like, different... I was, you know, we were talking about, you know, doing the show, and I was doing some research today, looking up into, like, trying to remember all the news stories, 
And I went through like the top 15 news stories of the year, and every single one of them was about some horrible violence that went on yeah. somewhere. And like, yeah. so I think, you know, bigger news stories at the end of the day, like, for as much as, you know, to, to, you know, the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing is a step forward for people who are, you know, transgendered, like yeah. bringing that, bringing about a national dialogue about that and all that stuff. And that's all fine and good, but. I'm not going to sit here and call that a more important story than, you know, the Paris terror attacks or all the different, you know, even, yeah, that, like all the different, all the different things that happened. I don't think it's the biggest, but it was definitely pushed as the biggest. It's definitely one of the most uh, memeable things that people can do. Well, I, I, when we were looking up the stuff too, as you mentioned, Black Lives Matter, I looked, I got a number that over 1100 people were killed by police in the United States this year. Which is embarrassing. Yeah. And maybe it's not that way every single year and they were making it a number because it just seemed like that was the thing this year but to me the amount of like how public every time a cop shot somebody became a big oh. thing like that was like super to 2015 right that's a fair point the amount of coverage yeah. that we've uh that we've turned in this country toward police violence against uh against the lower class yep it seems like that story mm-hmm. is being told almost every day this year and yep. that's really disheartening uh it's been a real downer this year matter of fact when i really think about all the stuff we read every day it seems like there's a yep. new story about some cop using his firearm or um, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to single out police officers yeah. because well, because on the flip side, look up how many mall shootings, uh, public shootings. A woman just hit a bunch of people in Vegas with a car with a kid in it, like last week. Like, th- there is a lot of, uh, there are a lot of crazy people out there. Well, were there always the crazy people? For, though? But... I wonder sometimes if there were always crazy people, and we just now have more news media to cover that's 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 a huge part of it you know people you always like to see uh the keyboard warriors talking about like oh what's become of the world it's such a dangerous place Mm -hmm. isn't that the fact of the matter is the world america specifically has never ever in the history of the world our society has never been safer and are you less likely to have anything bad or violent happen to you what has changed is everything is covered to death and everything is gone i think it does feed into itself i think you know, with the the United States, you know, new tradition in 2015 of our weekly mass shootings here, <laughs> I think yeah. that does probably tend to, you know, plant the idea in more people's heads that'll go back and, you know, do it and continue that kind of thing. But by the same token, yeah, there's always been crazy people. There's always, like, I talk about, you know, they talk, you know, they say, oh, you know, all these pedophiles now and all these kidnappers now. I don't think there's more pedophiles now. I think they get more coverage now. Yeah. And, you know, in a situation like that, you know, good, that's fine, we should stop these people, but I think a lot of it is just, you know, the media, one of their main functions is to scare people, because the scared populace keeps tuning into the news, and the scared populace is pretty easy to control. One of their primary jobs is to scare people, and I think that's a bigger problem than, oh, things are just so terrible right now. Uh, I have a couple picks here, guys, for uh, my tops of the year in a couple different um, couple different categories. I'll share them with you, I'll let you guys tell me how wrong I am, and then we'll move on. This was a tough one. My favorite movie of 2015, top film. I need to state, I did not see Star Wars yet. I didn't see Creed yet. Two movies that I very much want to go see, specifically Creed, a huge Rocky nerd. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've gone back and forth between two movies. One would be The Martian, starring Matt Damon, which you, Justin, watched yesterday and didn't seem very impressed with from what it sounded like. He didn't seem impressed with it because we all liked it so much. No, that's, a good that's point. not the case. He doesn't like things that other uh, people like. And I really enjoyed The Martian. We went to the theater to see The Martian. There wasn't but... enough suspense, that's all. For me. I almost had a panic attack he when he was trying to, at the end, when he, of course he wasn't going to die, but still. Well, I read the book, so I know. Anyway, go it's ahead. It's true. I think my, my love for the book, though, has sort of bled into the film. Yeah. So if we're going to talk about the movie that I went to the theater and walked out of the most affected by this year, 
even though it's not a phenomenal movie in terms of writing, was Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. I walked into that movie by myself with no expectations, and I was genuinely entertained for an hour and a half. It never stopped. Amazing visual movie. Uh, not, you know, not the best movie I've ever seen, but in terms of, like, shocking me for how much better it was than it should have been in 2015, Mad Max Fury Road. I'm trying to think of other movies that I've gone, like, I, I go to the movies so irregularly and I watch a fair amount of movies that I feel like I can't remember. I would have to look at a list of movies that came out yeah, this year to remember what I went yeah. to go see. Yeah. I'm trying to think of really exceptional experiences I had. I had a good time going to watch The Martian. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, a lot of movies I want to say, but I feel like they came out last year. And I know I've been to see some movies this year, but I can't for the life of me really remember anything specifically that was like knocked me away. So I'll have yeah. to say the Martian. Mine, mine's a as soon as we get off a of taping, this, yeah. I'm gonna remember. Yeah, yeah, mine are a couple under the radar. For some reason, I really liked um, true, true. Uh, what was it? True story or true crime? It was James Franco and um, Jonah Hill about the guy. The real story about the guy who killed his family and like plays. The report, the reporters, Jonah Hill, and he like steals his identity. That was a really good I don't movie. Know if I, know I saw the trailer for that. Yeah, I remember. that that was done done really well. And then there's one. It's Me Earl and the Dying Girl, which I'm not sure how many people would have seen. It is a little bit sappy teen ish, mm. but it, it's it was really well done and really well shot. And it's surprisingly, uh, good movie about two guys who make their own versions of movie for this this girl with with cancer. I'm trying to think. I feel, like really I, good movie. I feel like I went to see some junk this summer. That Ooh, X Machina was really good too. Uh, I heard X Machina was good. I want to see that. That's on my list. Yeah. I saw Avengers. That was a thing. That was a huge movie. Uh, I didn't particularly care about it. Yeah. Fact, like once was, we left uh, the theater, it was those kind of movies that those movies are kind of like Fast and Furious movies. They're there to be entertaining while you eat your popcorn and laugh and look at all the explosions and shit. Right. But like, did you leave Age of Ultron thinking, man, that movie's gonna, like, stick with me? I didn't even care to watch it again. Yeah. Like, after I saw it, I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. All right, let me move on to something else here. Um, this is a tough one, because there's a lot of good TV this year. We get a lot of, we talk, they talk about it a lot, golden age of TV. Um, I'll give you this one, this one's for you. Most pirated television show of the year was Game of Thrones. Oh, surprise, every year. Surprise. Oh, every, every year, year. yeah. Uh, I will say, though, that for all the TV that came out this year that got a lot of good press, uh, Mr. Robot... Uh, Jessica Jones, people talk about it all the time. I thought that the Netflix original show by Aziz Ansari, Master of None, was easily the most interesting yeah, television I show. Do. I loved Master of None. I thought it was, I've never yeah. seen, I kept saying, you know, when I was watching it, I've never seen anything quite like it. No. It's not that, it's not, it's not a comedy. It's not that it's not funny, but it's not a drama. It's just really interesting. I've never seen somebody talk so succinctly about the way that relationships between, you know, young people in like our general yeah. age group the way that relationships are today i've never seen anybody knock it so much on the head what it's like to be alive in 2015 and be like in your late 20s early 30s and still not really sure what you're doing where you're going yeah. and trying to figure out how to like date people and find partners and i thought that show was great i was blown away i've always liked him but i was not expecting it to be that good much like his book which got a lot of press this year for being very on point about how mm -hmm. today's youth treats romance and relationships Master and Nun spoke about relationships in a way that relates to people in our age range that I don't see a lot of other shows even attempting to approach. Yes, yes. It's really centered. Not yeah. even the 18 to 45 number that people talk about all the time. I'm talking like like the 20 to 40. Like, re it's a very mm -hmm. small 
uh, range yeah, yeah. who really this appeals to, and I, I think that's really Works spot for on. Me. Yeah. I gotta go. Better Call Saul is. Yep. I Better thought, Call Saul was amazing. I, that was a really yep. really good show that I don't know if enough people amazing. watched yet. And, not enough people and, are watching uh, it. And don't say like, oh, it's breaking. It's not anything like Breaking Bad. It has a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's a standalone show. It's very well done. It's definitely a spiritual ancestor in the fact that it's it's kind of shot. It's got the same yeah. vibe because the same places yeah. and stuff. Um, I'm gonna go with one that caught me at a left field because I put it on with a friend of mine as a whim. And me and him ended up watching four episodes, dying, laughing, Park. I know you're not going to be into it because I know you didn't like the show. I thought the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was hilarious. I know how you feel. Surprisingly funny. I love her anyway. She's great. Yeah. Um, All right. A lot of Netflix on that list. Oh, can I go back to a movie quick? Uh, As best movie, if you if you have Netflix, uh, Beast and No Nation. Beast of No um, Nation. I heard yeah, that was good. That was really well done, and good. it might actually like win some Academy Awards for a, a straight to Netflix movie, which would be incredible. I can sit here and debate music with you, but unlike most other uh, things we talk about, I don't like to debate music because it's so opinion based. Yes. My album of the year, out of nowhere, Tame Impala's album Currents. If you like psychedelic rock, it's awesome. It's so layered mm-hmm. and so like precise and crisp, and the vocals, and it's great. Tame Impala, Currents. I have nothing else on that one. Um, this year, this year was marked specifically for album of the year. I was looking at a lot of album of the years, and there was nothing that really stood out to me. Like, holy god, this album this year was so crazy. Um, twenty fifteen was marked by two huge albums that we did not get that everybody thought we were going to get this year. So the albums of the year were both albums we didn't get. We didn't get a new Radiohead album, and nope. we didn't get a new Kanye album next year, twenty sixteen. Allegedly, <laughs> that's what I heard at the we end. We did of get the new Radiohead song. They released. Yeah, no, it's not the same. It doesn't no, matter. No. It's completely irrelevant. You need the album. I had to look up and just make sure it was the right year. Say It Loud by Grizz. Do yourself a favor. It's free. He's a guy who believes in free music. Grizz, go listen to it on SoundCloud. It's free. Mm-hmm. Uh, not album of the year, but song of the year. This is a tough one. And I'm just going to go with the song that I feel like I heard the most in 2015. And that was I Can't Feel My Face by The Weeknd. Because I literally could not... Go anywhere without hearing that song for that's, about eight months. That's a very good point. I, I heard it everywhere. It's overplayed. I still hear it all the time. It's um. It's still a banger. It's a bang. It's a banger. It's a banger when the drums drop in. Like when they have the slow parts and the verses and it's going on forever. Like I get it, but like once that drops, he was really smart to like stop writing his own music and stop trying to be an artist and just going and hiring those like the Swedish producers that produce all the other pop hits. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you could be the weekend, like that House of Balloons album was all really cool, and like when he turned it on the trilogy and all that stuff. But he's making a heck of a lot more money right now. I'm a huge Rod Stewart fan, so the ASAP Rocky Rod Stewart every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Um, all day. Um, I wanted to come up with a book, but I got to tell you, all the books I read this year were from 2014 or earlier. Yeah, my so... my favorite book I read this year was Grapes of Wrath, which came out in like 1930 <laughs> something. My favorite book I read this year was The Martian, which came out in 2014. Hey. So. The most interesting book of the year that came out that I didn't read is, yes, the biography of professional yeah. wrestler Daniel oh. Bryan, well, which is apparently, look, no joke, I know y'all laugh at me about wrestling, the Daniel Bryan biography, yes, has made about 15 different best books of 2015 lists every time I go through it. So. Are they all yours? Are there <laughs> many different blogs? Just saying, just saying. Um, I don't know if you guys have books on this one. Uh, my resolution for next year is Not to at least read one book. One book? All right. You should. And <laughs> turn, I didn't play any new video games this year, so Fallout 4, game of the year. It's got to be FIFA 16. FIFA for 16. The last, the last two. I don't, I mean, play, I don't play video games. My, I don't care. Uh, I'm going to do something real quick before we get to the over-under, something I want to talk about. I was thinking about in, uh, as goes every year, in 2015, we lost a lot of people, a lot yes, of cultural did. luminaries. I'm going to go through a little list. We're going to go quick because we're running long on time, but I'd like to hear uh, just a little bit about some of the people we've lost. 
We lost Stuart Scott this year. Oh yeah. Very sad. That was yeah, a sad thing. That was really like that was a, that guy fought for a long time. Yeah. They had nice moments. His, for him underappreciated. His battle. I don't yeah. know about him as a sportscaster. Not a big fan, but the story was was really really good. And you if you're not a big, he was, he was. I thought he was going to pull. He's through an important sportscaster. If you, even if you don't like he's, the, what no, you he can't did. disagree that he's important. You can't disagree the influence he had and the way he changed it. You don't have to be a fan to say they're important. You don't have to like the Beatles to say they're important. I don't really like Nirvana. They're important. He's part of the group that murdered what sports Um, journalism was supposed to be and turned it into entertainment. All right. Whatever, dude. Rowdy Roddy Piper. God bless his soul. And Dusty Rose. Go on watch. top of that. Yeah. Roddy and Dusty. We could go through a couple of wrestling. Well, Roddy go watch and They Dusty. Live. If you've never seen the movie They Live, John Carpenter's yeah. They Live, starring Roddy Piper, it's awesome. Just saw, yeah. Um, let me see. We talked about Wyland before, so we'll pass that. Mm, God, uh, bless. God bless you, Scotty. Viva La Bam's Don Vito finally kicked the bucket. Did he really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yup. Uh, this is a personal one for me. I'm probably going to, this is going to be more to me than both of you guys, I think, but we lost Wes Craven this year. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Was yeah. it some oh, terrible man. horror type death? That would have been pretty good. It was the greatest horror of all. <laughs> Aging and getting old. Yeah, he did. Wes Craven underappreciated. Right? Highly, highly underappreciated. Uh, huge, huge influence in the horror genre. I love horror movies. I like Last House in the Left, stuff. Nightmare on Every, Street. I mean, everything. That guy had his hands in so much different stuff, and he was so much influence. And Screaming. That's too bad to see somebody like that go. Last on the list, the saddest of the year that I can recall in my quick Google session during the last conversation we just had on the show, finally this year, we lost... Yogi Berra. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say Robin Williams, both of which were both very sad. <laughs> Robin Williams was last year. Was Robin Williams last year? He sure as shit was. Uh, I watched a documentary um, on this year. Yogi yeah. Berra, though. He would play Yogi Berra in the movie. Yogi though. Berra, dude, that's another, that's, a, that's another dude, though. Yogi Berra was like 120 years old. and But it was just, Yogi Berra was one of those guys that was such a folk hero in America yeah. for oh, yeah. so long. Unforgotten yeah. winner. You don't realize how many World Series that guy actually won. Ten, I think. A lot. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And, you know, every, everybody remembers him for the but... quote and for yeah. everything like Yogi Bear is one of the only guys that I feel like I know about at like my age and like my grandfather knew about at his age mm-hmm. and stuff like that Yogi Bear was a sad one to see go and you knew he couldn't last forever but it was still sad to see him outside see him of, leave yeah, well, outside of baseball which he's obviously a legend a hall of famer I don't think we see many people in the world anymore like Yogi Bear. Yeah, you won't see any more a, a strange Interesting guy with a weird sense of humor, uh, very talented but very personable, uh, important, uh, but also, you know, for all the jokes and laughs about, oh, he had all these funny quotes, he also, you know, 10 World Series as a catcher for the yeah. Yankees, some of the greatest teams to ever play baseball. So, uh, very sad. Shout out to Yogi. Let's give him one on the way out. I'm a uh, Red Sox fan. Guys, <laughs> uh, I had a couple overrated, underrated. I'm only going to do one before we go. Overrated, underrated, New Year's resolutions, go. Uh, overrated. Yeah, of course. Overrated. They have to be because overrated. they don't overrated. mean anything. Over- They're just, it's, it's so, it's just, just so a thing for one day. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in a hot one real quick. Overrated, underrated, right off the top of my brain. New Year's Eve as a night to like go party and celebrate. Worst holiday of the year. Oh, it's yeah. so I bad. New Year's it's Eve is so overrated. Terrible event for fools. Everything's really expensive. Like everything's dumb. Every like it never lives up to the hype that yeah. it's supposed to be. Everybody's got so much pressure to have this amazing time that like it just I like always turns into like, to eh, try to unplug well, no. box and stuff before the thing goes off so everybody misses it. That's Here's the, the secret. Part. The secret is that all holidays are kind of overrated. Like in our heads, we build up all holidays to be better than they actually 
actually are. Yeah. But somehow they still are residually great, right? I don't know, man. Arbor Day was lit this year. Arbor Day was lit as fuck this year. Um, L A F, lit as frick. Um, <laughs> Uh, but no, New Year's Eve has always been a terrible holiday. It's just another day. You can tell your family you love them every day of the year, so just do it. Guys, uh, unless you have anything else to say, I think we've done fine work here tonight. We pulled it out. It's we a, did pull it out. A New Year's miracle, baby. Uh, hopefully Aaron will be back next week. Uh, stay in touch for information about Uticast.com. Should be starting that in a couple weeks. Please send us your mailbag questions. Uticast at Twitter. Uticast at Instagram. Uticast at gmail.com. I am Sam Pamela. This is Kevin Sullivan. This is Justin Parkinson. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2016. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>